You are tuned in to the Coach's Corner on ESPN-UP for February 28th. I'm Tanner Hoops. We have a lot to get to today, a lot of coaches to talk to, girls basketball districts on the horizon as the boys get set for their final week of the regular season. That's going to dominate our conversation today. A lot of coaches to get to and talk to over the course of the next hour. We will preview the upcoming postseason tournament and get you caught up on what you need to know. First and foremost, though, before we hit the phone line, let's take a look at the upcoming schedule for this weekend. Starting on the girls' side, only two games around the UP tonight. Menominee is at home against Marquette. The Maroons with a chance to lock up an undefeated regular season. They've already clinched the Great Northern UP Championship. Elsewhere, Norway is home taking on Rapid River. One game around the UP tomorrow in girls' action. Escanaba will visit Sault Ste. Marie to close out the girls' basketball regular season schedule in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. On the boys' side of things tonight, a lot more games going on. Escanaba's at Gladstone. Meanwhile, Ishpeming is home with Kingsford. Superior Central goes on the road to take on Gwynn. Meanwhile, Calumet is home with Lake Linden Hubble. Chassel will welcome Dollar Bay. Lots is at Jeffers. Stevenson will visit Ewan Trout Creek. Meanwhile, Besmer's home with Ontonagon. Barrago will visit Watersmeet. Republic Michigami's home with Midpen. Carney Nado welcomes Forest Park and North Central is at Bark River Harris. North Dickinson will visit Rapid River. Manistique is at Munising. Engadine is home with Cedarville. Newberry welcomes Sault Ste. Marie. Rudyard goes on the road to Battle Pickford. Brimley is home with Detour and St. Ignace is at Sheboygan. One game tomorrow and that has Marquette going downstate to take on Gaylord. That is a look at the upcoming schedule on both the boys and girls side for this weekend. Final weekend of February and the final weekend of the girls regular season. Let's jump right into it talk with some coaches we'll do so next here in the ESPN UP coaches corner during winter travel conditions can change mile to mile and minute to minute prepare for cold wind drifting snow freezing rain and other surprises always remember speed limits are for when pavement is clear and dry focus on getting to your destination safely and watch for cyclists and pedestrians even if it means extra travel time if there is ice and snow take it slow a winter safety message brought to you by eagle mine I'm Tom Farley from the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there is a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Westwood girls basketball with head coach Kirk Corcoran, his team 18-2 and as they get set to open up the postseason on Monday. Coach, looking back at this week, a couple of wins for your squad over West Iron County and Gwynn. You lock up a pair of conference championships. I know you've got bigger things on the horizon, bigger goals in store for your team, but tell me about being mid-pen Westpac champs outright for the second straight year. Yeah, it feels good. That's always a uh, first it's a goal i mean i know a lot of people will say it's not really a goal because it's i mean it, but i just i mean i disagree um i think that's just just uh how you, how people spin it you know i mean we don't play for the regular season everybody knows that but at the same time you do and uh we're 18 and 2 uh and we're we're real proud of that um 
and you know if yeah if we got ousted in the first rounds of the districts we would be disappointed but at least you know you come back 10 years later and these girls will have a conference couple conference plaques up on the wall and um bring back some memories so yeah you know it's it is um minuscule compared to the to the other ones but uh we're 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 proud of it um and i know no, nobody's ashamed of winning any conference titles i can tell you that well coach how about the product you put on the floor this week a 21 point win over west iron then you beat Gwyn by 11 last night how'd your team play this week from your perspective i thought we bounced back real well uh you know when when you're highly touted such as we are you lay an egg uh, no matter when it is uh like like we did against nagani it's disappointing and and people want to point fingers and wonder what's going on and what what you did wrong and and you know we can make it as complex or as 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 simple as we want and you know we just played bad um and i think we played bad a couple of times this year um but when you play bad against quality teams they're going to make you pay and uh, i thought we bounced back nobody nobody on the the people that that are on the team, the coaching staff, we didn't panic. We just got back to basics and got back to playing Westwood basketball. And um, I thought we played real well against West Iron. And and uh, Gwyn, Gwyn is a heck of a heck of a ball team. I've been saying that all year long. Um, you know, they they tend to fly under people's radar, which probably benefits them in the long run. And um, you know, we were able we we stole one down in Gwyn. There's no question about it. Um, and I thought we did play play better last night, uh, a little bit more controlled, um, kind of made made Gwyn play our style a little bit uh, rather than the other way around. So uh, I thought it was a great week heading into districts. Um, you know, I, Tessa Tessa got banged up a little bit in that West Iron game, and and I just gotta I just gotta give her all the credit in the world because um, she gutted out a, a performance last night that not a lot of kids would have been able to do um she's she's in pain just her got a little shin bump and um but it was painful and that girl is is one of the toughest girls i've ever seen for for her to cut out that performance she had last night so um i think uh a couple days rest now i'll prepare for ishbring and uh and let the let the madness begin Coach, going back to Tuesday night, it was a one-point game at one time, 10-9, to and then your team went on a 24-5 to run to end the half. What happened there? What did you guys do to be able to separate? Well, Natalie Prophet took over. That's really what happened. And there's not a lot um, opposing teams can do when Natalie's, when Natalie's feeling it because that girl's got touch, and she is – she is capable of going off. I mean, 11 points in a quarter, and that included um, getting getting uh, Emily Nelson in foul trouble by taking it to the lane. Uh, she stepped out and hit a three, and then she, uh, I think she was like three for three from the free throw line, all in that just that second quarter. So um, there was that uh, Natalie Natalie Prophet is what happened. That's the reason we made that run. Um, she's just a dynamic player. That she's. It's kind of like having a cheat code out there sometimes. Um, but, you know, other, other than that, we, there was no real adjustments. Just uh, Natalie took over. Coach, how about last night, the third quarter against Gwynn? I know Emily Curtis picking up her fourth foul was a big part of it, but you just saw Maddie's eyes light up as she helped you separate. You outscored Gwynn 16-5 to in that third quarter. Yeah, Maddie had a nine-point third quarter. Um, she had a couple of nice kickouts, one from 
I think it was Carly Patron, one from Tessa Lease, uh, and we were just nothing, nothing special. No, um, they weren't one hitter uh, plays that we drew up. It was just the girls playing basketball and making the right reads. Uh, and you know, you don't want to give Maddie any space because at, at any point in time she'll she'll make you pay. I mean, the girl, I've seen the girl go off for four or five straight three pointers uh, again when she's feeling it. Um, she's just feeling it, and uh, we just got to do a good job getting her the getting her the ball in the right place. She knows how to enter it into the post and, and slide, find that window to get open. And um, yeah, that was Maddie. Maddie really propelled us in that third quarter. And, and knowing that Curtis was in foul trouble, she's a very high IQ player, and she was able to see. I mean, she knew exactly what she was doing. Um, Curtis kind of had her hands in a just in a real good. Uh, close guarding position and Maddie just ripped through and, and got that arm contact and the referee called it right away and boom there was four which was kind of the the dagger for Gwyn I thought. Well coach now you get set to flip the calendar to March and turn your attention to Ishpeming. What's the plan as you gear up now for districts? Well you know that's what we're going to figure out today. Um, watch some film and um, we kind of uh, me and Coach Dieterle and Annie, and we'll all sit and talk about about a game plan. We just don't want to be caught off guard. You know, we figure that uh, everybody's going to try to put a little bit of a wrinkle in, um, and we just got to kind of be prepared for everything. So I, I've told you this before, but rather rather than um, rather than focusing primarily on what everybody else is going to do, I think we just got to focus on us and what we need to do well to to uh, make a good run and because uh, it's really just a guessing game i mean are we going to see zones are we going to see full court presses diamonds zone presses half court presses you know it's it's we just have to be prepared for everything and throughout the course of this 20 game four month long season we have prepared for just about everything it's just a matter of polishing those up because a lot of the things that you prepare for throughout a season you end up not even seeing anyways but at least we got to study a little bit as the season went on, and um, now I think it's just time that we we, we polish those up. Well, Coach, you go to Ishpeming on Monday, a team you beat handily twice this year, but they're no slouch, and it's always a tough place to go and play. I know you're not overlooking them. Are the players the same way? Is that something you've had to address to them? Well, we ad- we address it definitely. Um, and, I mean, and there's there's countless stories out there uh, even local stories about um underdogs taking down the goliath so i mean there's there's all sorts of anecdotal evidence out there that tells us we shouldn't be taking them lightly and we're obviously not going to coach rico is going to have them prepared i'm sure he's got some tricks up his sleeve and it, it it's scary i mean you know here we are we got that one seat but we got to go on the road to two ish um, in that hostile environment, uh, I think our boys are—they're playing away in Houghton that night, so our, our crowd isn't going to be quite what it normally would. Um, I, like I said, it's—we're—we're—we're going to hype this up as coaches and try to play that psychological game with the girls. Um, but I don't really think we're going to have to. I think the girls are pretty focused. You know, this—the the, twenty-game season is a grind. It's a grind on everybody. But now that we're here. Uh, you can sense a little bit of rejuvenation, uh, a little bit more energy again, because um, 
the the 20-game season can can get long and stressful, and we had that 14-game win streak in there, which is just it's just hard on some on on everybody. It really is, and it's, it's hard to explain unless you've been there. But um, I think we it's we got some more energy, like I said, and um, it's it's like hey, let's let's make this run, um, let's play play together. Um, and let's make sure that we don't pull. You know, we've we've played the upset in the last, in Maddie and Tessa's uh, careers. We've we've upset a number of teams, um, and that's exactly what they're going to be trying to do to us. So we've we've been on both sides of this coin, and I think that's going to benefit us uh, psychologically. Just knowing that um, nobody's going to give us this district title, well, we're going to have to fight um, all the way to the bitter end. Well, Coach, I'm glad you brought that up because I think back to what happened in the first round of districts a couple of years ago, what your team did to Nagani. Now you're in that situation. How much do you think about having that target on your back? We think about it all the time. I mean, it's, it's been a focal point of our of our year, trying not to put the the cart ahead of the horse, right? And so that's uh, we 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 quite literally talk about it weekly, um, and just how we can't get big heads we can't get complacent um or or we will be going home and i think of all the hours all the hard work all the years and years of of hard work uh would be kind of just flushed down the drain just like that so i i think that is motivation in and of itself especially knowing how elated we were when we were able to pull that upset off um so again we, we we talk about it we try it to uh be we try to reflect on who we are where we've been um and and i i don't think we're overlooking anybody uh this is again we you could coin this the the bracket of death just getting out of our our district is going to be tough and that is certainly not lost on me or any of the girls what's going to be the biggest thing for your team to have success monday against ishpeming and hopefully later on down the tournament road well, it's we we got to get off to good starts. Um, it's too many times this year we've we've fallen behind in the first quarter and and make it difficult on ourselves. Um, you know, even even last night against Gwynn, we, they hit the first three threes of the game and built they built up a nine to four lead, um, and we just we've got to uh, clamp down on defense, know where the shooters are. Um, and and just and just play fundamental basketball, um, but most importantly, not not panic. You know, when if things people people are going to be playing on emotions, and that includes uh, that includes our opponents. So, um, you know, if if Fishbring all of a sudden is up ten to zero, and they and the place is going nuts, we just got to be able to calm down and play, get back to basics, and play Westwood basketball. Coach, a really nice way to send off your senior class last night, senior night, and I know it's tough to do it in a condensed show like this, but if you could, tell me about these four seniors and what they've done for your program. Oh, gosh. They they are, um, this this will be the end of an era in, in every sense of the word. Um, but I, I, I don't want to make that sound like once they're gone, that that they're going to leave us leave us with nothing because what they've built here is going to last for a very long time. Um, we've got some girls, some younger girls. I mean, going all the way down to the third grade uh, that 
these these little girls who just look up to these seniors and these seniors have, have been at these camps for for years now our peewee camps um we've got the, the our four seniors are just the uh the most perfect role models you could possibly ask for they've done everything the right way for their entire lives everything that i've ever asked uh they were they were they were asked to lead when they weren't ready to be leaders uh they've been they were asked to to they didn't even pick up a torch they had to make their own torch and light it themselves and they're they're going to be passing on um, a, a legacy to this program that's that's going to last for a really long time and um i i i hate when people even ask me to put these guys into put what put my feelings into words because i just cannot come up with the right words that i feel do them enough justice coach lastly your jv season came to an end last night your team with another comfort behind victory tell me about their season well, I gotta tell you, it's just the it's it's the funniest thing. It's it's uncanny, actually, how uh, the coaching staff and the players we all go into our locker room at the uh, beginning of the fourth quarter, and it's it seems like every single night when we go into the locker room at the beginning of the fourth quarter, our girls are down, and we have our little speech, and we usually come out with three three and a half four minutes left in the game. And at least six or seven occasions this year, when we come back out, they're winning. And it's like, I don't know if we're the bad luck charm by watching them all for the first half, first three quarters, uh, and then when we leave, they all of a sudden pick it up. But it's, it's we, we bet on it now that when we come back out, what's the score going to be? And last night, they were down five. We come out and they were up 15 points, and it was just, it's just uncanny. Um, they're the comeback kids, and I believe last night was their tenth win. They finished at 500, and you know if you ask Coach Skews if if she would have taken 500 at the beginning of the year, I think she would have been happy with that. Um, so JV's had a had a great season. I think they learned a lot, uh, and now three of them get to come up to the varsity and experience what it's like to play at the next level. Kirk Corcoran, Westwood girls basketball head coach at Westwood. His team getting set to open up the districts Monday at Ishpeming. Appreciate the time as always, Kurt. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. All right, Tanner. Thanks a lot. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. We don't wallpaper, we won't choose your paint colors, but we're here to get your home loan ready so that you can. The mortgage team at First Bank is excited to work with you. Stop in or apply online at first-bank.com. Whether you're ready to buy or planning ahead, make it happen with First Bank. First Bank, Marquette Ishpeming. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to approval, fees may apply. First Bank, where it's all about people. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk win girls basketball with head coach Ben Olson. His team getting set to turn their attention to the postseason with a record of 13 and 7. Coach, looking back on this week, a one and one week for your squad, a win over Iron Mountain falling to Westwood last night. Tell me about your final week of the regular season from your perspective. Um, I didn't the way we wanted it. 
we got the win in Iron Mountain, which which felt good. Um, but then there was just something off about the Westwood game. Um, whether we were flat or the energy level wasn't there or the effort wasn't there, I just don't think like we played as well as we could have played in that Westwood game. So hopefully with the districts rolling around, um, hopefully that's going to bring a, a, a sense of, of new newness where, you know, it, it kind of the intensity level should naturally pick up because of it being, you know, districts and it being, you know, season two as we like to call it out here in Glenn. Well, Coach, I've had this conversation about your team with many people, but Emily Curtis is one of the premier defenders in the UP. I don't know that she always gets the credit she deserves for it. Last year, you know, you had Trish as your primary defender. This year, Emily stepped up and taken on that role, and she did a great job on Maddie Kosky. But then she got her fourth foul in the third quarter last night. When she went out, that's when the game really seemed to change. Yeah, I mean, she... I call her the you know one of the premier defenders, if not the the premier defender in the UP. She did struggle a little bit though last night. You know she had some uncharacteristic fumbles that um, aren't like Emily. Um, she had her first one. You know we don't try to mess with the ball when it's seventy five feet from the rim, and she was down. I think Westwood got a rebound, and she was kind of pressuring the person who got the rebound, which is really uncharacteristic of, of what we do as a team. So you know the first one was kind of on her. The second one, Maddie Kosky was on a fast break layup, and, and we really stressed on those situations to go straight up, you know, and not swing down at the ball and not try to get steals or blocks. And she tried to, you know, make kind of a, a steal play, you know, and got her second one. And then I think the fourth one was on a box out. So, I mean, kind of a, that's kind of how last night was, though, a little bit with, with our team. It was just some uncharacteristic things that we haven't been doing the last eight games. And, and for whatever reason, we kind of reverted back to how we were kind of playing defense earlier in the year, and um, it got us into some trouble. Um, but that aside, Emily Curtis is, you know, I call her kind of the human eraser. You know, she fixes a lot of our mistakes, not only kind of her mistakes sometimes, but also us as a team. She's just fast and quick and athletic and can jump, and she's just is able to, to, to erase, you know, whether it's a dribble drive that, you know, someone else gets beat on or, whether she, you know, gambles a little bit, she's able to recover. She's just, you know, I call her a freak athlete, and that's that's really what she is. And, you know, basketball I don't even think is her number one sport, and she still is a problem on the basketball court for other teams. So, And, and Emily's a good defender, but we have other people too. I mean, Tiana Taylor's a really good defender. Marissa Delmont at times can be a really good defender. Um, and when we are really true to our principles, you know, we give people problems. And I don't think we were very good defensively last night. We still held Westwood to 38 points. Coach, how about your post-play last night? Rookie was getting her opportunities, whether it was inside the paint or she could step out and draw defenders away. And it seemed like, especially in the second half, Tiana Taylor was getting to the rack anytime she wanted. Yeah, and that, you know, I felt last night that's kind of what Westwood did to us. Um, they took away our guards. Obviously, the guards are the strength of our team, um, especially scoring. Um, you know, Marissa and Curtis are obviously our top two scorers. And I felt like, you know, Westwood did a very good job of pressuring them and taking away um, their ability to, to score and make shots. Um, and they basically said, hey, your posts are going to have to beat us tonight. And I thought Minnie did a really good job of being aggressive there in the second half. I wish she'd have been more aggressive, you know, throughout the game. And then Rokaline had some, some shots that just didn't fall for her last night where normally those kind of go in. And, you know, if those go in, maybe it's a different story. Maybe we hang around in that game. You know, and maybe we have a chance at the end. So um, you got to credit Westwood. They had a good game plan coming in. You know, they ran Marissa. They ran Kurt off the three-point line, which is, uh, I, you know, 
you know, different strategy than what we've kind of seen throughout the year. Um, they made sure that, you know, those two couldn't beat them from deep. And then I felt like they kind of single covered our post and said, hey, you guys got to beat us. And um, we were able to take advantage of that a little bit, but I don't think we took advantage of it enough. Coach, how about as you get set to turn your attention to the postseason, what's going to be the plan as you prep for Nagani on Monday? Well, we don't have a whole lot of time, um, and we got a little banged up last night. Nothing major, but, you know, some bumps and bruises. So there's that fine line between, of you know, how much do we practice and, you know, how hard do we kind of go. Um, normally we would practice today and then Sunday, you know, and then go Monday, but we're talking about possibly going in Saturday for kind of just a little shooter run to get shots up. So I think it's, you know, there's a happy medium of the change things, you know, because it's the postseason, and obviously this game is probably, the, not probably, it is the biggest game of the season. Or do you kind of stay true to to what you've been doing? And, and sometimes I think maybe the, the best thing is just to, to treat it like a normal game, um, you know, with normal prep, and just continue to do what you do, and, and that way that it doesn't seem like it's bigger than what it is. And, you know, it's, it's big as it is, but, you know, you also can't let the moment dictate what happens either. So um, let's talk about what we're going to do. We haven't really figured it out. For sure we're practicing today. For sure we're practicing Sunday. Um, it's just a matter of what we, you know, are going to decide for Saturday. What's the biggest thing you want to address in those practices? Um, we got to handle pressure. Um Westwood did a good job of pressuring our guards and got us out of some of the things that we wanted to do. I think when we're able to get into our offense and run stuff, we're, we're really tough to guard, and, and we make good things happen, and, and we can't let pressure um, dictate how we run our offense, and I think that happened a little bit last night. Um, we've been really good with that throughout the year. It really hasn't. I mean, there's been a few games where it caused us some problems, but most of the time, you know, Marissa's able to, to navigate through that and get us into things that we need. Um, Marissa wasn't feeling so good last night. Um, it kind of reflected in how she played. She kind of has a head cold thing going on, and I think she struggled a little bit with, you know, it just wasn't feeling good. Um, and I think it kind of showed a little bit in, in how she played and her energy. And when Marissa's energy is up, our team's energy is up. When Marissa's energy is down, you know, our team's energy is kind of down. So um, I think that's a big thing. I've been happy with our, our rebounding. Um, I thought we did a pretty good job again last night of rebounding. Um, but I think, you know, just getting into our offense and getting into to set stuff that's going to get us our looks that we want, I think that's that's the biggest thing. Well, you've seen Nagani twice already this year, Coach. Split your two meetings with them. What do you take away from your first couple meetings as you gear up for them on Monday? Um, the first time we played them was kind of like the Westwood game last night. We were uncharacteristically following. Um, I think we sent them to the line something like 27 times which if you send a team to the line 27 times, you're probably not going to win a whole lot of basketball games. Um, and similar stuff, you know, coming down on, you know, we really teach that verticality thing of, you know, if someone gets by you, we go straight up and down. If they make a tough shot over the top of you, we live with it. But we definitely don't want to follow, you know, and we don't want to be chasing people, you know, 75 feet from the rim and getting fouls like that. So I thought we did, didn't do a very good job of, of defending the first game. Um, we still held them to, I think, 47, and we gave them 27 free throws. So, I mean, if you take some of those foul shots away, you know, they're back down, you know, into the high 30s where you want them to be. Um, but then the second time, we we really defended within our principles and our philosophies, and obviously it showed we held them to 29 points, and we did a good job of trailing, and, you know, everything that we teach, we did a really good job of doing. So I think if the girls... And they've bought in. I mean, I'm not saying they haven't bought in, but they really have to 
to continue to do what, what we preach and, and what we, we practice every day. And there can't be any, you know, no mistakes, you know, none, none of that kind of stuff. And like I said last night against Westwood, I just think we were uncharacteristic uh, on a several possessions of things that we don't do. So I think, it, you know, if we play like we're capable of playing, I think we'll make it a game. And I think it's going to come down to the last few possessions and it's going to come down to who makes plays, who makes shots. And I think in a district game, that's what you want. Coach, I know this time of the year is always emotional. Seniors getting ready for their last run. I know you're not ready to let them go. And this year as a whole, I know, has been emotional for your squad in more ways than basketball. How is the locker room as you gear up for district week? You know, this Marissa, like I said, Marissa kind of controls, I think, that. Um, I don't know if the girls would agree with me. That's just kind of my outsider's thought of it. Um, and we have kind of a, a, a blue-collar workmanlike um, attitude in there. We're never too high. We're never too low. Um, we never get too excited. We never get too down. Um, and that can be good and bad. You know, Obviously, when things aren't going good, we don't jump off of a cliff. But also, when things are going good, sometimes it's good to get excited. And it's, it's good to let that excitement roll. Um, but for the most part, I'm kind of happy where they are with that kind of attitude. And, you know, I don't think we let plays affect us like we have in the past. You know, we have a bad play. I don't think it affects us, and it rolls over into the next play and the next play. I think we're really able to to shut that out and move on to the next play, and, and I think that's, you know, a credit to, to my seniors, really. Um, and we've been a lot more flatline um as far as that goes, and I think it's helped us, you know, overcome some rough starts, and it's allowed us to get back into games where we were down early and and those kind of things. So um, I think our locker room is good. I think the girls believe. I think the girls know their roles, which is a, is a huge thing. You know, I don't have girls going out there trying to do too much or take shots or make plays that they're not capable of making. And I think they all understand that, you know, things got to kind of run through Marissa. And Marissa's got to make the decisions, and she's been making really good decisions throughout the year. She's had a couple of games where she struggled last night being kind of one of them. But um, I think overall we're in a good place. It's just unfortunate we're in a district that we're in because I feel there's a lot of good teams in this district, and whoever gets out of it is going to earn it. Coach, last thing before I let you go, your JV season came to an end last night. You've got your younger program going on Saturdays, what have you. Give us an update on some of the lower levels of your program. Uh, I believe the JVs ended up five and fifteen. It's been a roller coaster ride, um, and I think you know you kind of saw that a little bit last night. Um, we play really good in stretches, and we look like we're a good team, and then all of a sudden, you know, kind of the wheels fall off at times as well. Um, they played in Iron Mountain on Tuesday, and they only scored six points all game, and they got beat forty-six to six, which is kind of rough. Um, and then they turn around and they played Westwood last night, and you know they were up. I think we went in the locker room beginning of the fourth quarter and it was uh we were up 30 to 23 and then when we came out of the locker room we were down 45 33 so i mean that's kind of the way that their season has kind of been they show flashes they show spurts at times and then at other times they kind of fall off of a cliff and you know the iron Mountain game obviously i don't know if they ever got up on the cliff um to fall off but um that's kind of the way it's been but if anything you know they're working hard and it actually is resembling basketball this year last year there wasn't much of a basketball resemblance. It was kind of five girls out there not really knowing what was going on, not really able to make plays. At least we get ball reversals, we get movement, and we're getting things that we're practicing. So um, that's kind of a, a, a blessing in disguise maybe or a good thing moving forward. And then we have our last Saturday for 
for elementary coming up this Saturday, and um, that's going really well too. Just really stressing the fundamentals, layups, and passing and dribbling, um, because I think if if you can't do that, it doesn't matter what kind of offenses you run when they get older. Um, if you can't dribble and put the ball in the basket, um, it really doesn't matter. So we're just continuing to work on the fundamentals, like I think everybody does at that young age, and um, we're seeing growth. You know, we're seeing kids that came in the first day that couldn't catch or dribble that are actually able to to catch the ball and actually put the ball on the ground a little bit. So um, that's that's you know gratifying to see as a coach too when when players are able to grow like that. Ben Olson, head girls basketball coach at Gwynn. His team getting set to open up the postseason Monday at Nagani. Appreciate the time as always, Ben. Best of luck in the tournament. We'll talk again here soon. Thank you for all you do, Tanner. We appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. M-Bank offers sophisticated banking solutions to support your business. When you bank with M-Bank, we support you every step of the way, combining big bank resources with personal service and quick local decision-making that moves at the speed your business moves. M-Bank has helped a wide range of small to mid-sized businesses achieve success. Our experienced team makes it easy and convenient to help you grow. Let M-Bank design a personalized plan for your business's unique needs. M-Bank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Dave's Collision and Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-matched finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette girls basketball with head coach Ben Smith. His team, 13 and 6, getting set to close a regular season against Menominee. Coach, before we look too far ahead, looking at the district tournament, what have you, your team on a four game winning streak following up a four game losing streak, four decisive wins for your squad, plus a really gritty win over Nagani. You feel like your squad is playing your best basketball right now? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're doing some things pretty well. Uh, we're competing hard we're not having our lulls be quite as long as they were um for a couple stretches earlier in the year where we'd have a two or three or four minute stretch where it wasn't looking like it was supposed to and now we're thankfully limiting that to like maybe a two or three possession a little hiccup and then we kind of get back and compete and you know we definitely um still have room to improve and things to work on but um i'm happy with um, the way that we're fighting and competing and hanging in there. Coach, what prompted the change after the Westwood game? Was it something that you addressed as a team or something that just kind of gelled with experience, happened organically, what have you? Um, some of both. I think when we went through that four-game stretch, we knew we were playing good teams. Uh, we had the Sioux. Uh, we were at Calumet. We then played Menominee and Westwood. And, you know, combined they had maybe two or three losses. Um and so we knew it was a tough stretch if we wanted to get things done. And uh, quite honestly, in each of those games, we played well enough um, to compete and win for parts of the game, but definitely not for the entire game. And I think um, against Westwood, we uh, we hung in there, but we just didn't, um, you know, make enough plays and make it as difficult as we needed to on them trying to execute. Uh, and so I think the kids uh, took a look at what we were doing and what we were capable of doing and they um, realized that there was definitely some room for improvement and we've you know like I said been able to do that a little bit but definitely not 
um, on every possession thing. You know, we played Nagani the other night, and um, they played their butts off, as did we. We were down, I think, seven in the first half, um, and then had it to where we were shooting a free throw up two with eight seconds to go, and next thing you know, Chloe Norman goes end to end and makes a layup, um, almost at the buzzer to kind of put it into OT, and then we scrap back from five points down with about 15 seconds to go to end up winning by three, which, you know, a lot of things had to go our way for that to happen. But, you know, again, credit our kids for um, keeping their nose to the grindstone and, you know, never giving up. Coach, you've got a young team. You have a lot of inexperience on your us, or at least you did coming into this season. Do you feel like that win that you had against Nagani where you have to be mentally tough, you have to grind and scrap for it, is that something your team could have done earlier this season, or is it something that they finally have that experience to be able to do? Um, I think they would have tried to do it. I don't know if it would have worked out. And, again, I don't know if we played that game again right today that it would uh, work out quite the same. Uh, but I think the kids now have a um, a little bit more belief in terms of us being able to get some stuff done and also um, just kind of understanding some of the um, little details at the end of the game that can definitely sway it, whether it be poking a ball away or making a free throw or boxing out on a free throw rebound or things like that. I think um, we've grown up individually and as a team, you know, as the season's gone on. Well, Coach, I know that you pride yourself in your team's defense, as you should, but I look at some of your offensive scores lately, 75 against Nagani, 70 against Houghton, 85 against Houghton a couple of weeks ago. You feel like your offense is starting to catch up to where your defense is? Yeah, I think we're being more aggressive when we have the ball in places where we can take advantage of them, um, you know, of situations. And then um, if it's not there, we're not forcing it um, quite as often as we did before, I think, um, early in the year, sometimes we would make up our mind in terms of what we were going to try and do, um, kind of on the way up the floor, paying no mind to what the defense is doing or trying to do. Um, and so I think we've um, evolved and adjusted that way. Um, I also think um, having uh, Maddie Carter, Sophia Vandenendi, and uh, Aston Michelin um, just be more aggressive with the ball in their hands has open things up for other players. You know, Maria Mulatto uh, all year has been uh, bringing energy from the wing, and we just need to keep doing those things on offense. But even more so, like you said, I think a lot of um, those point totals are coming from us playing good defense and being able to attack in transition and not have to run set stuff every time. However, our set stuff is um, becoming much better and much more reliable. Well, Coach, your meeting with Nagani a couple of days ago, very different than the first time you met him back two months ago. Your team scores 40 more than you did the first time, and so does Nagani. What was different about this most recent meeting? Yeah, well, I think that first matchup, they were um, kind of young and inexperienced in terms of um, four minutes together and trying to you know figure out exactly what they needed to do uh, with Coach O'Donnell coming in. I think he's done a great job, but I think Whenever there's a transition, when you catch a team like that early, they're not going to be as polished as they will be when you see them late. Um, and that was, we played our seventh game in, I think it was 15 or 16 days. And so we had quite a bit of game action, but not a lot of practice time. Um, and not to use that as an excuse, but just we didn't really execute a ton of stuff very well um, at a few points early in the season. And when they were bringing pressure and defending us, um, as well as they did then, we 
just didn't really have counters and we didn't really have uh, the confidence um, to score. So I definitely thought that this game would be um, different scoring-wise. I definitely didn't think it would, you know, be doubling each team's output or, you know, we were talking the other day that Nagani had 32 against us early in the year and Chloe Norman had 32 against us in the second matchup. So, you know, that's not necessarily something you drop and you want to have happen. But I think um, anyone who was there saw a lot of good energy and good effort and some, um, you know, pretty solid basketball plays out there from two good teams. And hopefully we can both build on it moving forward. Well, you've got a really good Menominee team left before you turn your attention to the tournament. Although when you played them earlier this year, you played them about as well as anybody has all season. What do you expect in the matchup the second time around? Yeah, well, the the bummer is uh, we lost our first game of the year, which was a conference game. And so we're going in with two losses, and they're undefeated. So we don't have a chance to even tie for the conference. So that's not on the table. That's always um, a nice little piece to highlight late season matchups in conference. But um, I think the kids have a lot of pride. I think they know that Menominee's undefeated, and I think they um, know that whether we win by a bunch, lose by a couple, lose by a bunch, or win by a couple, we still have to regroup and be ready to head down state on Monday um, for our first district game in Petoskey. But we're driving to Menominee for a reason, to hopefully um, compete hard with a good team, you know, and have um, some positive results come out of it. You know, if it's good quarters, good possessions, good halves, a great game, you know, that's hopefully something we can build on. But I think they're also smart enough to know that no matter what we do Friday, you know, everything kind of resets. Uh, come Monday, and you better be ready to go every possession or else you're going to be at home watching other teams um, play tournament games. Well, Coach, you alluded to it already, but tell me about Petoskey as well as the rest of your district, what you expect out of them next week. Um, well, I, we played Petoskey early in the year. I think they were our third game, um, and we, I think we were without um, two of our senior post kids, and so we were a little bit different, and... Uh, they were kind of early in the process. I thought we got after them early in the game, and that was coming off of a, a night where we competed pretty well with Brighton but ended up losing, I think, by 10. So we were 0-2 coming off to almost double-digit losses, and I thought we regrouped and competed really hard. But, again, that was a long time ago. Um, they're going to be ready and different, and we need to be ready um, and um, be able to compete. I think if we defend... Um, and use our size on the inside, that would obviously be to our advantage if we can make it an up-and-down game and take advantage of um, Aspen and Maria out on the wings and um, everyone else kind of running the floor and making plays. I think that would be, um, you know, a benefit to us. Um, and then if we were to win that um, Monday night game, Alpina is sitting there with a bye, so they would host us on Wednesday which I believe they finished second in their conference down there. Um, but just with how the seeding worked out, they were not the second seed. Um, I think is kind of uh, opponent's win percentage or one of those calculations that goes in there. Um, and last year we went down there to start the districts, and uh, they were a scrappy competitive bunch, and we have to be ready for that too. But, you know, that second game's a long way away. We have um, obviously a trip to Petoskey to hopefully take care of business, but I think every coach, as much as you need to look to that next game as the one in the district to keep going, you also have to have, you know, some plans ahead to make sure that if things go your way, which 
anyone who has confidence in their group is hopefully going to think it will, um, you need to be ready to battle at that next stop too. So, you know, I think relying on the stuff that we would rely on any game with just competitive um, buy-in and communication on defense every possession is what we need to hang our hats on. And if, if we don't bring that, we can't expect to be successful. And if we do, um, we can then take our chances with some transition offense and trying to um, execute some key sets when we need to uh, down the stretch. Your group, with as little varsity experience as they had coming into this year, having played a couple of games at Petoskey's gym already, how big is that as you gear up for them on Monday? I think it's good. Um, they have a gym. It's pretty similar to Gladstone and Houghton where they have like the tracker on the top, and it's just kind of a different um, environment and shooting background. Uh, but I do think having some experience being in gyms like that uh, makes it easier for you to come back the next time. Um, you know, and be successful, but, you know, like any gym, doesn't matter what the background is, if the ball's going in the bucket, it's great, and if it's not, then you better look to do something different, and, you know, we can get hot and shoot it um, on some nights, but I think our bread and butter is getting to the rim, um, finishing in transition, and relying on our defense, which hopefully we can do. Coach, lastly, give us an update on your JV and how their season has gone as they gear up to put a close on things. Uh, they've battled through. They've had, you know, a few ups and downs, a few games early where um, they couldn't score enough to kind of hang in there and finish games. I want to say their record is about 15-4-ish, and four-ish, um, maybe 14-5, and five, something like that. Um, I believe um, Kingsford, last I knew, was undefeated on the year. Um, we lost a, a close one to them uh, last week, so I think... Uh, we're in the mix for second in um, the conference for the JV squad. Uh, Coach Leedy's been um, doing it for a long time and uh, does a great job getting the kids ready. Um, I think they play really hard and they uh, learn about competitiveness and stuff. And it is actually Coach Leedy's birthday uh, Thursday, so happy birthday to him. But, um, you know, those kids have put in a ton of time, like I think a lot of kids in a lot of programs do. But... Um, really proud of their effort and trying to get better every day. And hopefully they can um, head to Menominee and have uh, a nice way to uh, put a cap on their season going into the off season. Ben Smith, girls basketball head coach at Marquette. His team getting set to take on Menominee, then Petoskey to open the districts on Monday. Appreciate the time as always, Ben. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks a bunch. I appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the Sideline Program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Closing costs, equity, escrow. Home buying needs to be in a language that's easy to understand. Whether it's your first or your next home, Embers Credit Union helps you buy that home with straight talk. No BS banking and the very best mortgage for you. So every home loan is approved and serviced locally. Our genuine approach to banking is why Embers is the fastest growing credit union in the UP. See any of our great mortgage loan officers or visit embers.org today. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. 
Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani boys basketball with head coach Dan Waterman. His team getting set to flip the page of the final week of the regular season. Coach, going back to Wednesday night, you went to Westwood. You got a win there. Another gritty one with them, but every time it seemed like Westwood tried to make a push, make a run down the stretch, your guys had an answer. Tell me about that game from your perspective. You know, I thought we played really well. Like from start to finish, the only thing we didn't do well is is we didn't shoot well. Um, we had some looks in the first half uh, that that we would normally make, and and uh, you know, unfortunately, we didn't we didn't make very many. With the exception of Drew Lindbergh, he kind of kept us afloat offensively, but defensively, I thought we were excellent. Um, I thought Westwood kind of pushed us around a little bit on the boards in the first half, but then in the second half I thought we competed just a touch harder and we were pulling defensive rebounds. I thought the communication in the zone was really good. And, um, you know, I thought the kids executed the game plan phenomenally. And then, uh, you know, Jason finally hit a couple shots and and, uh, Jackson got to the foul line and made some. uh, Really, really happy with the effort overall. It's just going to be a slugfest against Westwood. They know us really well. They they do a good job at defending our, our primary options offensively, and uh, you know you just got to find a way to grind through it. And, and our kids did that and had some huge plays on the stretch. We executed an out of bounds play and got a layup, and uh, um, had some big performances by role players. Drew Deshane had seven points, twelve rebounds. We had him down four, which is phenomenal from a kid who's five nine, and then. Alex Munson came in and played most of the game off the bench. He had six, seven rebounds, and he's five eight, five nine. So, really proud of those guys for stepping up and and uh, finding a way to get the job done. Well, Coach Westwood got within one point early in the third quarter. You hit back to back threes. They managed to get within, I think, four or five right before the end of the third. And then Jason had a buzzer beater. Your guys just had the timely shots. Is that something that comes with mental toughness, coming with experience? Well, I think definitely, and and. Um, you know, we've been in those situations, and, and as younger kids, you know, we were in those situations a lot because we weren't good enough to blow anybody out, and, and uh, uh, we came up short in those a couple of times. So our, our kids aren't afraid of those situations. Last year as uh, juniors, we were in those situations quite a bit again, and we started to pull some of those out. We found out what it takes to win, and we figured out how to win. And, and this year, the, the few times that we've been involved in close games, we've performed very well. So... Uh, really proud of the resiliency that our kids showed and, and the poise uh, down the stretch to, to just not lose their heads and to execute what they know. Well, you've got a really nice winning streak whenever you go on the road and you play at Westwood, kind of a home away from home for your guys. What goes into that? Uh, you know, that's kind of surprising because um, I don't like going up there. Uh, I'm a Westwood graduate. It always feels weird to me still 20 years later, 20-plus uh, years later, but... Um, like Drew Lindbergh feels really comfortable in that gym for whatever reason, um, so he shoots it well. Uh, you know, we've we've had some success there, uh, and that's unusual because Westwood's usually really good, and and uh, and they have been recently very good. So, um, uh, you know, we're just we're happy to win those games, and, and we're not counting on on that continuing. But uh, you know, we're going to do our darnest to, the next time we get a chance to play up there to come out on the right end of it too well coach you've got a couple more regular season tune-ups before the tournament calumet and then iron mountain how do you go about prepping for next week well we're going to focus on us a little bit this weekend uh um 
I got some film on Calumet. I, I saw their Westwood game. And, man, did they play good. They beat Westwood by 18 at Westwood. Uh, but but I saw the same things that I saw earlier in the year. You know, emotion offense, big, strong, physical kids. They get after you man-to-man defense. So we'll work on some things there. And then, at, you know, to finish the regular season, um, down at Iron Mountain, you know, you, you got your hands full there. And, um, you know, we, we've got a game plan in place. And all year, our practices have kind of been geared towards preparing us to play in that game and play in games like that. So, uh, you know, nothing too radically different. But that will be a great tune-up for the tournament. And, and um, you know, we could be playing for a share of a conference championship, which would be awesome, you know. So, uh, plenty of motivation there, and, and as always, with an eye towards the tournament, trying to get better each and every day. You played both Calumet and Iron Mountain back in January. Do you take anything away from those first two meetings, or have they changed it all since then? Well, absolutely, you take take some things away. Uh, we'll be studying the film very hard this weekend, and looking for some tendencies and some areas that we can exploit. Um, I can promise you that we're not going to triangle in two Iron Mountain <laughs> because we could not rebound out of it, and, and their role players stepped up and made threes. So uh, we'll have a different defensive game plan and uh, you know something a little closer to what we traditionally do, and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. Dan, tell me about the district draws now that they've been made official. Yeah, uh, well, we start out with Manistique at home, and... Um, you know, that's about as far as my focus is, is going right now. I mean, I'm keeping an eye on the other parts of the bracket, but um, Manistique played us tough the last time that, that we played him. It was down there, and, and Jackson was sick. He didn't make the trip, but we were trailing by five points with two, three minutes to go in the third quarter. So Manistique has my full attention. As a matter of fact, I'm going to scout him tonight down at Munising if, if the weather holds out and that game is still on. Um, so that, that's a chance for us to scout two district, potential district opponents at once. So um, looking forward to doing that. But, uh, you know, it, it's different. You know, we, we seeded two teams. We fought all year to, to be the number one seed, and, and we accomplished that. Uh, you know, the other half of the district is really interesting with Munising, who is kind of unknown because they're, they're playing a different schedule than, than the county teams are. Um, but I saw them the other night. They're big and athletic. They're really good. Um, and then Westwood is waiting for the winner of the Munising Bark River game. So a lot of lot of intrigue there. Uh, just looking at what could happen and who might play against each other. So it's going to be fun. Well, you have the top seed, so you likely get to host the tournament all the way through. Lakeview is such a tough place to play. First of all, why is it such a tough atmosphere for road teams to come in? And secondly, how big is it to make the tournament run through Lakeview? Well, yeah, we tend to play really well at home. Um, I know, you know, I've been the visiting coach there many times, uh, and and it, it's intimidating. Uh, number one, Nagani has a a great basketball tradition, you know. They normally have really good players, and that's first and foremost. Um, two, you get great crowds. The community, our fans are, are very supportive, and they show up. And um, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a cool venue to watch a game. The, the, the seating's great. I think the lighting, where the the lights are on over the court, but the lights are off over the stands. I think that adds a little bit to it. 
it's just really cool and uh, feel very fortunate to be the coach here and, and get to experience that 10 times a year and, and this year hopefully more than that with uh, getting a couple of home games in the district. And do you feel like your team is playing their best basketball at this point in the year? Is there still another step you think you can take? Well, I hope there's another step that we can take. Um, you know, we we uh, played lights out against Gladstone. Um, I didn't think our effort was great against Marquette early, but, man, we scrapped and clawed and came back and gave ourselves a chance in that game. Uh, got it out a tough win up at Westwood. You know, we're, we're winning in all different kind of ways, which to me is encouraging because every team you see in the tournament is going to throw something different at you, and you've got to be able to adapt and adjust. Um, I, I'm very pleased with the year that we've had so far, and, and I'm excited to see, you know, how we finish the year and what we can do in the tournament because I think we're going to be a tough matchup for a lot of teams. Dan Waterman, head boys basketball coach in Nagani. His team 16-2 getting set to close the regular season next week. Appreciate it as always, Dan. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Okay, sounds good. Let's take a timeout. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Now you can combine big boys' big goodness with big room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food. The room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. If you missed any of today's interviews, they're available on demand at ESPNUP.com or with the ESPNUP online app. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad you're along as we wind down in the coach's corner. Final weekend of February, final weekend of girls' regular season basketball. The tournament will start on Monday. Once again, a look at the scoreboard and the schedule for the upcoming weekend. On the girls' side of things, only two games tonight. Menominee trying to close out an undefeated regular season. They are home with Marquette. Meanwhile, Rapid River is at Norway. Tomorrow, the final girls' basketball regular season game in the UP. Escanaba will visit Sault Ste. Marie. On the boys' side of things, a lot more going on this weekend. Escanaba goes on the road taking on Gladstone. Meanwhile, Ishpeming is home with Kingsford. Gwynn will welcome Superior Central. Lake Linden Hubble is at Calumet. Jassel is home with Dollar Bay. Lots will visit Jeffers. Stevenson is at Ewan Trout Creek. Besmer will entertain Ontonagon. Barriga is on the road visiting Watersmeet. Republic Michigami welcomes Midpen. Cardinado is home with Forest Park. Bark River Harris is home against North Central. North Dickinson will visit Rapid River. Manistique is at Munising. Engadine is home with Cedarville, Sault Ste. Marie is at Newberry, Pickford is home with Rudyard, Detour is at Brimley, and Sheboygan welcomes St. Ignace. One game on the boys' slate tomorrow, Marquette is on the road taking on Gaylord. Next time we talk in the coach's corner, we'll have only a handful of girls' basketball teams still alive by next Friday afternoon as we prep you for district championship basketball. All that and more coming up over the course of the next seven days. It's going to be a wild ride as we flip the calendar to March and we get set for all the madness that comes with it. Thanks for tuning in to the ESPN-UP Coaches Corner with me, Tanner Hoops, on ESPN-UP WZAM Ishpeming Marquette.